Hi there, travelers. I'm Riley. I'm Angelica. I'm Isabella. And this is True Crime International. Riley, um, where around the world are you taking us today? Today, uh, I know the title says Switzerland, but it's like Madagascar, Switzerland, and France because Good this mix. man was on. That's the a move. lot of places. Yeah, <laughs> and um, shout out to Angel for finding the case because I always have the hardest time finding like really great cases to do, and she always helps me out. So. Um, um, imagine me dapping her up now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's because I'm, I'm really sorry to whoever is reading my internet searches. I promise I'm stable. <laughs> no, we're for sure on some sort of watch list. I just, like, definitely. <laughs> I definitely, like, I come across stuff all the time. Like, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, this, this is a good story for this person to tell. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I have to research things that are so questionable that I will enable my VPN for an obscure country and then put my browser in incognito mode. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to find out. <laughs> so the guy we're going to be talking about, his name is Louis Porson, who is an absolutely awful human that committed rapes and murders. We hate you already. Yeah, you should. Starting with a little background, Louis was born on August 31st in 1962 in Madagascar. He was the oldest and only boy of four children. His mother was from Madagascar, but his father was French and also an alcoholic. Also, French and an alcoholic. That's all we know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> but it makes sense that he would have lived in Madagascar just because... Um, Madagascar was French at one point, and one of their national languages is also French. Yeah. Also, I was nodding my head like I knew that. I did not know that. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> they moved to Switzerland at some point in like his young life, but it wasn't exactly clear when. So keep that in mind. Louis claimed that he kind of became his dad's scapegoat and was beat a lot while he was growing up for like seemingly no reason. And his mother knew what was going on, but never really did anything about it. So, understandably, he really fucking hated them. Yeah. Both. Like, that is sad. That is sad when that happens yeah. to anyone. I don't like to judge parents very hard on their parenting, especially since I'm not a parent. Yeah. But I feel like I can definitively say that she was not a good mother. Yeah. No. When, also when you let stuff like that just, like, slide, it's not, it's not, that's not it. It's just, also, he was definitely a bad father because you don't oh, beat yeah. your child. You don't. We're like, just no. Do not touch your child in any way that is not acceptable. Nope. By acceptable, I mean, like, treat them like they're your child whom you love. Yes. 
1980, he began working as a boatman on the Rhine, which is like the major river in Switzerland. And his boss described him as being a super hard worker. He said his work was, quote, effective and serious, and that he had, quote, exemplary behavior. It always freaks me out when, like, they're a good student, a good worker. Yeah. And then they're killing people also. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when they fit so well into society. <laughs> yeah. Just no. Apparently, Louis always, always also had, <laughs> Oh, like, my God. I thought you were, like, saying the side story about your no. cat, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> the way you started that, I was like, What? No, I do have a cat named Louie, but we were talking about this shitstorm of a man, Louie. Yes. Your cat is spelled like the English way of spelling Louie, and this is the French way of spelling Louie. So so different. He also apparently had like Herculean strength. Um, What a weird note to make about a person. Well, he worked on a boat, so I guess it's like important for like his job. But his dream was to become a paracommando in the army which are like the people who jump out of the planes and helicopters with a parachute but because Mm-mm. of a broken fibula at some point in his life he was not allowed to become a parachute man but he still just like enlisted normally in the army his superhuman strength reminds me of the red eye we did in japan which if you're not on our patreon that's where it is um this guy ex- escaped from prison like four times and in uh, one of the times he was sent back to prison, they put him in handcuffs and he just in front of the prison guards was like, I will escape again. And then just had crazy strength and just broke oh, yeah. his handcuffs in half. And I always, I just think about that sometimes because yeah. that was a real power move. That's a power move right? that I will never, ever, ever be able to achieve. Oh, me. Either. For real. Also, again, Harrison Bergeron, who's with me? None of you. I no. know, but it's real. Anyways, <laughs> I don't doubt you that it's real. I just, I never read it. hey riley this next paragraph i would like you to please pronounce everything as it is written (laughs) it's really funny also joy knows what you're talking about yeah 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 anyone who goes who like went to school where i went to school would know if you're listening but um yeah anyways (laughs) my assumption for the next part of this Really is that did. he's still that in the army really i spelled a up. lot of stuff wrong i was typing very fast but this is where things get very rough so between 1983 and 1984 louis committed seven rapes and assaults oh god during some of them he threatened his victim with <laughs> with a weapon i'm sorry i'm not laughing because of the weapon i'm laughing because i spelled it weasen but it's a weapon and some of his victims he strangled the last one he committed was in a forest and he had been driving the car of a woman he was consensually sleeping with which becomes a theme driving someone else's car maybe he just didn't have his own car um and the badass woman who was unfortunately his victim in the forest memorized the license plate of the car which led to his arrest oh so he wasn't killing these women um, not to my knowledge. I think okay. they were just rapes and assault, but like he overpowered the women by like choking them and threatening them with weapons. That's good. Also, major respect to that woman. Yeah. Right? Being able to remember the license plate. I, I, ne- the last car I had, I never knew the license plate. <laughs> I only know the first 
three numbers of mine. Or, I literally well, took a picture of it on my phone because I was like, I'm just not going to remember yeah. this. Also, people that commit crimes in forests are fucking creeps. I don't yeah. like you. Mm-hmm. I will never like you. You're awful. You're creepy. And... And also, just how dare you do that in Switzerland, a country that is so stunningly beautiful? Yeah, just just ruining it. Uh, how dare anyone? You're given you're, just... given you're given those gorgeous forests, those cottage core like Instagram perfect forests. Bad juju, right? Forests have bad juju, no and like always. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm too much of a cottage core bitch. I like to imagine <laughs> no, a opinion. Forest. I will stay away from forests. No, thank you. I'll go in. So Louis was arrested in January of 1985. And in December of 1985, he was tried and sentenced to 15 years in prison. Oh, damn. Yes. While in prison, he still stayed in contact with a woman who I assume is the one whose car he was driving the night in the forest. Um, Her name was Chantal Vallée. And I think that's how you say it. And she was 14 years older than him. But with this woman, he wasn't, like, committing crimes against her. This was, like, a relationship. Louis was released from prison in 1994 after just nine years and six months. They always give him, like, you know, they always don't live out the full sentence, and then bad stuff happens. That always pisses me off. Like, do intense... It's so annoying. ...psychological evaluations before they If they wouldn't have let him out, a lot of the next stuff wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So when he got out is when he moved to the Paris area in France and became a stonemason. And his time in Paris is even worse than his time in Switzerland. So on August 30th, 1995, he was sitting on the terrace of a bar having a drink and enjoying like a quiet, peaceful moment. But there was a dog barking nearby um, and it just kept barking and kept disturbing him, which apparently va- made him very mad. <laughs> so he walked to a nearby pet cemetery and just started absolutely demolishing it. What the fuck? He like broke into the tool shed, stole a tool, started digging up graves, smashing stuff. Like, I don't know. Look, <laughs> I understand being annoyed by a dog barking. I don't like it. And there is a someone in an apartment near mine lets their dog just like bark out on the balcony until like midnight which is i go to i tried i'm usually asleep around 11 and it's just so annoying and it's so rude and it's like you don't have the dog do this throughout the rest of the day why when i'm trying to go to bed and it's very annoying but i'm not going to go smash up a whole house cemetery because of it a pet cemetery like that is so weird so weird a woman named janine Valaine and her adult daughter Monique. Val- oh my word. <laughs> Janine was in her 60s and Monique was in her 40s. So they're like adult adults. Um, they came to the cemetery because they kept hearing things and their dog was buried there, um, which is when they found stupid ass Louis. Monique threatened to call the authorities, which is when he attacked the two women put them in the car that they came to the cemetery in and drove them to a field. Oh, my God. He kept saying that he would release them if they kept quiet, but Monique refused because she was like, fuck you. I'm not going to do what you say. When they got there, he suffocated 
Monique with a plastic bag and then broke Janine's neck by hitting her with a piece of wood that he had found. Oh, getting suffocated with a plastic bag is a a fear of mine. No. Yeah. Getting like suffocated at all. It's like panic. This whole, oh God, that's so sad that this happened though. And it's like in the dark. Oh gosh. It's like what horror movies are made out of. He then walked to a nearby farm that he worked at. Um, He stole a can of gasoline and he walked back to the field. He then got in Janine's car and drove back into the city. He abandoned the car under a railway bridge and set it on fire and then he walked home. Okay, so he killed them nearby where he worked? Yep. Yeah, that's Who does that? He does that. Very much. (sighs) He does that. The bodies of Janine and Monique were found on September 5th, almost six days after they were killed, by people who were passing by. At first, the main and only suspect was 47-year-old Michael, um, who was Janine's son and Monique's half-brother, whom they had had like problems with for years, and they decided to charge and try him and he actually ended up spending three years in prison and he got out when louis later admitted to the crime but he still had to spend three years in prison for something that that's he didn't rough do. i know because it's like sure they had a bad relationship but he probably would never have wanted them dead no and this was probably no. like so hard on him yeah like i can't imagine exactly Eight months later, in June of 1996, Louis kidnapped three 15-year-old hitchhikers, and he drove them to that same farm that he had stolen the gas cans from that he works at still, and he kept them there, but thankfully they were able to escape, and they, like, could describe him and, and, you know, went to the police, so he was arrested. He is all over the place with the age of his victims, like... 15-year-olds now? It's more of, like, opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. He was arrested in January of 19... No, he was arrested, and then in January of 1997, he was sentenced to three years in prison. Um, And then, unsurprisingly, he was released in July of 1998. Stop letting him out. Yeah, (laughs) like, a year and a half It's just like the Finnish case. Yeah. It's just like the Finnish case last week. Stop letting them out. Yeah. If they are proving to you that they will repeat these offenses why would you keep letting them literally although exactly wait yeah he did serve 15 years for the rape yeah already i was like maybe they didn't know but they knew they knew like no he had served nine years and six months for the rape yeah (laughs) if he had served 15 years none of this would have happened (laughs) yeah right exactly so then he was released in july and then on the 28th of the same month july he assaulted a 20 year old woman um, there's not a lot of information on that assault, but he did. And this is the part where I got a little confused because Louis apparently got married at some point. At what point? I don't know. I don't know who he got married to. I would assume it's the same woman that he was in contact with when he was in prison the first time. You know, the one that's 14 years older than him. But I am not going to say definitively because I don't know. Interesting, though. Yeah. But on April 28th, 1999, he was driving his wife's car because, again, a theme of his, and he saw a sweet 73-year-old naive woman named Lucy 
walking down the street because she went on a walk every day and she lived in a nearby nursing home. He pulled over and, quote, offered to take her away. I don't know if that's like take her on a drive or something, but she got in the car and after driving for a little while, she asked him to pull over because she had to use the bathroom. So he stopped at the next um, nearest rest stop that he could find and he got out of the car and walked around to help her out. But when she got out of the car, he noticed that she had wet herself in the passenger seat like she couldn't hold it. And he got, like, incredibly angry, like, so angry at her. And he pushed her on the ground so that she was, like, stunned and confused. And obviously, she's a 73-year-old woman. She shouldn't be pushed to the ground. Yeah. And then he put her back in the car and took her to, once again, the same farm. What the fuck? Yeah. So no one was around to see this? No, apparently not. I mean, it was at a rest stop, and there's not always people at rest stops, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At Back at the farm, they struggled and fought, and he ended up strangling her, and then he buried her body along the edge of the farm. Oh, my God. Okay, why does he keep going back to that farm? Yeah, what the fuck? You know, good question. Also, good that's question. so sad. I know. Like, ugh. I know. Five months later, he was again driving his wife's car and saw a 79-year-old widow, whose name was Charlotte, on a walk on the countryside near her home because, again, she went on a walk every day, too, because that's what healthy people do. <laughs> yeah, like, they're just trying to live up, like, their their lives. Their old, like, their old age, yeah. I mean, most people in this part of Europe do that anyway. Yeah, like, exactly. Going out for a daily walk, that's just what you do. Yeah. I know my baba used to go on daily walks all the time too. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, it's not even an old person thing. It's just something no. every. It's something that everyone does. I, yeah. I love going on walks. Me too. Walks are my favorite. But I am terrified that something like this will happen to me when right? I'm walking. So I never walk alone. But so Louis pulled up in front of her and he like blocked her path with his car, with his car, with his car. <laughs> And insisted that she let him take her wherever she was going. And she refused because that's weird. Yeah. And she, like, knocked on his hood to say, like, get out of my way, please. You know, when you, like, smack the hood of someone's car. And he got pissed because he thought there might be damage from this 79-year-old woman, which is, like, stupid. Like, so she's he... not beating your car up. She's right? just, like, telling you to get out of her way. It's not like she took a Louisville slugger to both headlights. <laughs> Literally. She is no Carrie Underwood. But he got out of the car and pushed her just like he did Lucy. And she fell and hit her head on a rock, knocking her unconscious. Can he just leave old women alone? Right? All Can he women? just leave everyone alone? Just, like, leave all leave of these alone. women alone. Go away. He put her in the car and took her, guess, guess where, to the farm. What the fuck? Where surprise, he strangled surprise. her and then Why is no one at the her... farm ever? <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's probably a big farm with lots yeah. of buildings. But he put her back in the car and drove her to a nearby town and he put her body in some bushes. And then he poured hydrochloric acid on her face and her hands in hopes of, like, preventing her from being identified. Bro, that's fucked up. Oh, my God. Also, like, it's just, it's not like he had a connection to her. Like, no. why did he need to do that? What the fuck? She was found almost a month later by two hunters. And her family was actually able to identify her because Louis left her watch on her wrist. 
And not only did the family know it was her watch, because I mean, I would recognize any, like if you guys had your rings on your hands still, I'd be like, those are their rings because I know them. But the police also were able to track the serial number of the watch and it went right back to her purchases, you know, or like her family's purchases. So it's like that case in Argentina we did for Patreon where the guy killed his accomplice and like burnt his face and hands to Mm -hmm. try to make sure he couldn't be identified and then forgot to take his wallet. Yeah. So his ID was was on him. Yeah. And then seven months later on the morning of May 3rd in the year 2000, you know, we're getting pretty... We're getting pretty Recent. close here. I know. Oh, wait, 30... that's so fucked up to me that that's still 21 that's years ago. It's still 20 ago. years ago. <laughs> like what? 21 years ago. Yeah, 21. People uh, born this century can now drink legally yep. in the United States. Yeah. It's not. Do you know what's stupid? So obviously I was able to drink legally at the age of 21 in the United States where I was born. My boyfriend, who is three years younger than me, was able to legally drink in his own country before me because his birthday is in April, mine's in June. But because the drinking age here <laughs> is 18, he was able to purchase alcohol before I was, and I'm older than him. That's actually <laughs> really funny. <laughs> I love that. So on May 3rd and 2 in the year 2000, a 38-year-old woman named Clemence intended to take a train from Paris to her hometown, but she got on the wrong train by accident and ended up in the wrong city. So she left the train station and she went to a bus station so she could take a bus home. Surprise, 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 surprise. Louis drives by in his wife's car and offers to drive her there. And sadly, she agrees. But he says that on the way, he has to stop by the place that he works to drop off the boxes that he has in his car. Oh, God. So they drive to this infamous farm and Louis gets out of the car and he opens the trunk. He then walks around to the passenger's door and opens the door and threatens Clemence with a knife. And then he forced her to get out of the car and he tied her hands behind her back. And then he dragged her into one of the farm buildings that was under construction. And this whole time she's like fighting with him. And because she's fighting and moving around, her watch fell off at the bottom of the stairs in the building he then took her into a room with only one mattress on the floor and he bound her and gagged her and then left her there and he went to go work also his workplace does sound sketchy also right like why well, is there a mattress in the he's station? a um a stone what did i say stone man stone mason stone mason so he's like building i would stone assume man stone man <laughs> <laughs> also quick question After he was discovered to have brought women there and attacked them, how did he not lose his fucking job? He hadn't, he hadn't, um, I don't know if they said where he brought them to, you know? But the, the victims that got away would have known that they were taken to a farm. Wouldn't they be able to connect the dots? And wouldn't they be able to ask... The people that own it, some questions? Like Yeah, I don't know. That's a good that's a good question. It didn't I couldn't find anything about it. And honestly, there wasn't a ton of articles about this case. So Maybe he got another like a, maybe this is a second farm. I don't know. I don't and no, because it was the same name every time. Oh yeah. So I don't know. But a little while later, Louise's boss showed up and 
she found Clemence's watch at the bottom of the stairs. And then she was like, what the fuck is this watch doing here? So she had to look around the building and she found Clemence. And she confronted Louis and was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is this? I just found this girl bound and gagged yeah. in on my farm. So then she made Louis untie her. And Louis was like panicked because obviously he's caught. She made him untie her and drive her home. And so after what? he left <laughs> to drive her home, his boss called him while he was in the car. And she was like, by the way, I already alerted the authorities. So there's no point in trying to run or hide. But you, st- you like, thank you for alerting the authorities, ma'am. Right? But why the Did you let him leave? Yeah. With her? With her. Yes. Like. But he dropped Clemence off and apologized to her. Oh, sorry for the inconvenience. Right? And then went and turned himself in. Like, what? He's like, my bad. He's I'm like, sorry. all right, you're Go right. Your day. You got me. Yeah. So. He was indicted for kidnapping and forcible confinement, and he was arrested and put in custody, finally. And um, now Isabella is going to tell you all about his, like, interrogations and trial and all that fun stuff. Wait. There's not a... Sorry. He wasn't... No murder? He wasn't indicted for murder? Or did they not... Well, at, uh, the, at oh. this time, they didn't know. Yeah. Because he they was only, only know about he, Clemence. Yeah. Okay, yep. okay. So the information at this point is, like, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. There's just not a lot. So Louis, in, during his interrogation, was actually really calm. He was super respectful towards the investigators and one of those guys, you know. Like, I, I feel like he was really smarmy and, like, just trying to, like, woo them and yeah. get them to be like, oh, you know, you, you've been you've been through a lot, so. Yeah. He was probably very, I mean, he was clearly very manipulative. Yeah. But he would only actually ex- accept facts though about like things that he'd done when they were completely irrefutable and had no other explanation probably like you know how did clemence get to be where she was sort of thing Mm -hmm. Um, yeah the investigators knew that louis wanted to keep his wife out of everything though so they used that to their advantage and they told louis that because he had used his wife's car to pick up that woman. Which one was it? Was it Lucy? All of them. He used his wife's yeah. car for all of them. Oh, the, because he used his wife's car for all of that. Uh, they could arrest her as an accomplice. Yeah. Ooh. And yeah. That's good tactic. And they were probably talking yeah. about Clemence. Yeah, because, because they that's only what he was initially Clemence. like brought in for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Um, but you're right. Like that was that was a really good tactic. tactic. Yeah. That was really yeah. smart on their behalf. Uh, because as soon as they said that, he just confessed to everything. I just everything. I really wonder. Like, I mean, I'm really glad that he never did anything harmful to his wife. I guess, but like, I just why such hatred for women? Clearly, but not this one woman. Like, it's so weird know, how that weird. works. So odd. Yeah, it's super weird, and. I, I just find it so fascinating when, like, I, I can understand how serial killers can, you know, not have a weird vibe at, like, work and stuff. Because I used to always be in a completely different mindset when I was at work. And, yeah. like, not entirely myself, just, like, my customer service version of myself. Um, but it really baffles me when 
It's like in their personal Serial life. killers have, have families that have no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because those are the people that you're intimate with that you're supposed to, you know, be relaxed with. They're supposed to know everything about you. Yeah. But clearly. They're supposed they to know the out. real you. Like, yeah. Whereas, like, sure, maybe one of, like, your boss might not know. But, like, yeah. this is just weird. So I find that really fascinating about him as well. And uh, we don't know his wife's name or, like, anything about her, really, other than that she exists. So she clearly, like, stayed out of yeah. everything. Yeah. So Louis told investigators that he killed Charlotte because she looked like his mother. So there's that. Okay. I have not. I literally have nothing else to add there, because there's no other information. That's just what he said. All right. When police went back to search his home for a second time, they found a bunch of jewelry that didn't belong to his wife, and it was later identified as being Lucy's. Not again with the jewelry. I hate it. I hate when people take. But at trophies. the same time, like he 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 took her jewelry, but not her watch. Yeah, it's weird. Right. That's really The watches weird. were really his downfall. Yeah. Well, the watch yeah. was Charlotte's. He didn't take... No. Yeah, I don't Lucy, know. Lucy had a watch, too. That's how they tracked her. Yeah. No, he... They tracked Charlotte by the watch. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got them confused. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. But that is weird, though, that he would only take certain victims' jewelry. Like... Yeah. Yeah. What? Why not take the watch? Yeah. I don't like it. So the article I read said that th- this next thing was found at Louis's business. I'm not sure if they're talking about the farm. Yeah, I would think like, the farm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's something else. So it just said Louis's Unless he business. had like a space where he did work that wasn't at the farm. Yeah. Yeah, if he maybe you had know, like, like a workshop a, or something. Yeah, yeah. Especially since he works with his hands and stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. But they found a picture of a terrified-looking naked woman. And when they questioned Louis about it, he said that he had never seen that woman before and that he had just randomly found the picture. No, you didn't. And it's like, okay, dude. No, you didn't. That's terrifying. I wonder, though, like, I feel like if it's none of his victims that we know about, and considering he confessed so readily about, you know, everyone that he killed... Um, I wonder if maybe it's something he purchased. Oh, it could be. Because you can purchase those sorts of things. It's not easy to, but if you really want it. And he's clearly a fucked up individual. And there were like, there were like pretty big spans of time, like five months, eight months between his kills. So maybe that's kind of like what he did in the meantime. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows, but... So Louis' trial began on September 23rd, 2002 in Normandy. And this was for the double murder of Janine and Monique. And literally the trial lasted for a day. Good. And he was sentenced to life in prison for their murders. But I'm then glad. he had... An- yeah. But then he had another trial in uh, February 2005 in Versailles. And... Uh, this was the trial for the murders of Lucy and Charlotte and uh, the rapes of Adeline and Clemence. And again, this trial was really short. I'm not sure how long it actually was. Uh, but in the same month, he was again sentenced to life uh, 
and that's it. Good. Like, Good. Stay, yeah, don't yeah. let him out. Stay there. Stay there, stay there for life Fucking because stay there. you know that if you let him out, he's going to do something else again, just like he did before. Yeah, just if like this that. Were Finland, if this were Finland, they would have let him out. Yeah, by fuck, now. man. <laughs> that case, our Finland case made me so mad. The thing that really bothers me is he was sentenced to 15 years in prison in 1985. And all of this happened between 1995 and 2000. Yeah. Which means that he would have still been in prison until 2000. Yeah. And none of this would have happened. That's so fucked up. But I would have to think that he would still do something when he got out in 2015. Yeah. So either way, it sucks, but... Uh, I just get so frustrated, and he's such a shitty person. Yeah, but, he's the worst, honestly. I know. If you want to see pictures of him, I don't know why anyone would want to look at pictures of him, because fuck him, he ugly. <laughs> but um, you can find us on our social medias at True Crime INTL. Um, and on our Facebook, we have a Facebook group that you can come chat with us in. I mean, you can chat with us anywhere, anytime. But... Isabella likes to post little prompts and little questions and stuff that you can reply to and we can chat. You can Come just search true <laughs> you can search true crime international in the search bar and the group will pop up. Um if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and you really like us and you want to give us a five-star review, we would love you forever because it really helps boost our ratings. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have a Patreon that, if you feel so inclined, is five dollars a month if you have that kind of money to spend. Um, and we post at least three bonus pieces of content every single month for you to enjoy. And we would love to have you over there. You get a shout out on the show if you join and you get to hang out with us. And sometimes we, we recently post- made it a goal that when we reach 100 patrons, we'll add a level and we'll add even more bonus content. Uh, but there's no way we can financially justify that until we have at yeah. least 100 yeah. patrons. And we currently have seven, so we're a long way from that goal. But we love yeah. you guys. We do. We yes. do love our seven. We love you We know lot. most of them. We know five of the seven. And, and we love the rest of y'all, too. <laughs> of course. A pa- patron just helps us, um, like, fund everything that it costs to run a podcast. Yeah. And it just, like, keeps us going because... It is a lot of work. It's a lot more work than people realize, I think. And so it just kind of keeps us going. Um, yeah, but we all here. have full-time gig- We all have full-time gigs going on. So really the only times that we have to work on the podcast is the weekends. So we essentially never have days off. Yeah. yeah. But we do it for you because we enjoy it and we know that you enjoy our content. So here we are for you. It's all about you because we love you. But, Angel, do you want to sign us off? We hope that you learned something new, like I did, because I didn't know that about uh, Madagascar and Fr- France. I almost <laughs> said and French. Anyway, um, and we hope that you enjoyed your stay here at True Crime International. Bye. 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 Peace.